Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Amy Louise Carton. She is the CEO of Keep Appy, the internationally award-winning wellness app designed to empower individuals to take control of their mental and physical well-being. Welcome, Amy Louise. It's so awesome to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Uh, I think the next 20 minutes are going to be really exciting as we talk about all things wellness. So I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I'm so glad because I feel that holistic wellness is on the rise as it should be. But specifically, I really would love to hear your origin story of how you were brought into this arena. And I know that your passion is to destigmatize mental illness. And I would love to hear what your origin story was that brought you to this passion. Absolutely. So it's kind of funny where I began, I guess, because, well, it's not funny. It's actually quite sad, but really it began with my suicide attempt. Unfortunately, after being a victim of assault and suffering from borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as emotionally unstable personality disorder, I reached rock bottom. And like the 19 million people across the world who attempt suicide each year, I made an attempt on my life on the bridge down the road from my house where I am right now, my parents' house. And it was awful. But it was then that I started, thankfully, to get help. And I went through recovery and I had an amazing team of professionals around me looking after me and teaching me how I could take control of my mental health. That's when I started to get really angry. Because I realized how all throughout school and and through my education, you know, we learn how to take control of our physical health, whether it's through PE or biology or so many other tools that we learn along the way, whether it's playing sports or even just walking places and learning how to eat healthily. We learn about the physical parts of our life so consistently and regularly. But at no point did anyone teach me the preventative tools that my doctors were teaching me only after I had reached crisis point. And then they also kind of started talking to me and they said that due to my personality disorder and my PTSD, I wasn't advised to do meditation. In fact, it was the opposite. The doctors told me not to meditate. They, they really warned me against it because while meditation works so incredibly well for some people, it just didn't suit me. And I was so shocked because I was like, meditation is meant to be the answer for everyone. And they were very clear that it is so positive for some people, but it just wasn't for me. And the tools that they started to recommend, I started looking for wellness apps or digital platforms that would provide them. And there really wasn't any that were beautifully designed or intuitive or easy to use. That's when I came up with the concept of Keep Happy and I decided to do it myself. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Unbelievable. I love that you turned a trauma really into this treasure trove of tools for not only from your own personal experience, but for other people that are struggling with this that don't have to 
go on these massive Google hunts looking for something that's going to help them and support them. So I think a lot of bravery and a lot of courage. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, I don't feel it was particularly brave, but we're here today. So hopefully we're getting somewhere. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to lift you up and tell you that it was very brave. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it takes a lot of courage to step into any type of entrepreneurship. And especially in this specific field where there is still to this day a stigma around talking about past experiences, especially things that have to do with suicide. Those are usually things that are hushed, that people have some shame around speaking about. So to kind of come from that in this vein of service so other people don't have to feel alone or broken Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, again, it's not funny. It's terrible that you mentioned the stigma because I've actually been described as the suicide girl here in Ireland by some of the main investors because of that stigma around it. Like they won't work with me because I am in, and in quotations, that suicide girl. Oh, I'm so sorry. That that (laughs) just hurts my heart to hear that that's still something that is being populated despite the amazing work. I do think that's going to dissolve. I really I totally do. agree. I yeah. think the world is changing with people like you, me, your listeners. Like we're having this incredible platform of change. This wave of change is happening right now. So I think it's going to be over soon. That that kind of mentality of just being so stigmatized. I absolutely agree. And the more we can shine the light on things that have been pushed in a dark and dusty closet, mm. um, the more that we can start healing together collectively. Right. And individually. So what a massive, massive life experience. I'm curious, and I think probably some of our listeners are too. How long was that healing journey for you? So the story kind of, well, I was assaulted five years ago and then my PTSD hit about three years ago. And then two years ago in, in October, 2017, I made the attempt on my life. And I had to take about 10 months out, 11 months out after that, just to recover. Because that's something that I realized that, you know, we know so much about our physical health once again, where, you know, if you break your arm or you're, unfortunately, you go through cancer treatment or you have a neurological condition like epilepsy, like, you know, the treatment kind of loosely in your mind about getting the consultant to give you a diagnosis and you go through the steps of recovery. And it's, it's very kind of clear in your mind because of all the medical dramas on TV or through the movies, like we kind of roughly know the steps of a physical illness, but with a mental illness, I had no idea what to expect with my recovery. Like I had this weird image in my mind that, you know, even just being brought into the hospital that I went to, that like they'd sneak me in under the cover of darkness, like through a back entrance and like it would be all hidden and secretive. But instead it was just like this beautiful reception that was like, any other hospital. It was kind of a long recovery period that I didn't expect. And I think that's why I became so passionate about building a digital solution. Because for me, I am a millennial. I wanted to find a solution as quick as I could. I wanted to be fixed instantly. And I didn't really realize that it would take time, you know? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. I'm wondering because those events are not so far in the distant past for you. Mm. I'm wondering what your personal opinion is. I Two things. One, 
that more and more people are craving authenticity. They're craving the real story, right? Where we're really getting, and I'm generalizing this, but I can definitely speak for myself, um, tired of the glossy perfectionism that comes through in social feeds. However, on the flip side, many people will say that if your story is too raw or too real to share, that you should wait until it's dampered down a little bit. I would love your personal and professional opinion on that. Yeah, so I definitely get told, to, I get told to dampen my story down a lot. The concept of suicide is very alienating to people. Um, it is a very triggering subject. It's a very dark subject. It's a really scary one. So it can alienate people without even like with the best of intentions, like people might not realize that they're even being alienated from it as a topic. But it is something that I'm quite mindful of, even myself to kind of not censor, but just mind what I'm saying and being mindful of the people I'm talking to. And I guess in terms of that perfect feed that a lot of the people out there are trying to present, like we see that every single day with so many celebrities or the amount of people who comment on my Twitter about how impressed they are that I'm just saying that, you know, today was a bad day. I'm working through it. I'm taking steps to take care of myself. But, you know, having a bad day here and there is a normal part of life. So I think it is an interesting subject to bring up because it is something that we as a society need to try combat. Like even from the mental health perspective of being okay with the bad days, like we're seemingly not okay with those bad days. But I think the idea of perfection, you're right. It is becoming more and more dated. Like people are, do prefer authenticity, I think. 100%. And it's so interesting. You're starting to see even the bigger people that are out there in the space, the quote unquote experts that mm -hmm. are peeling down the veil a little bit, letting people in their personal lives and actually seeing a growth, seeing people coming towards them, seeing their audience get larger, more mm -hmm. connected, more bonded. So I think again, dissolving that conception or fear that we're going to have alienation or judgment or shame, it can actually, if we're attracting the right tribe, bring our people closest to us, you know, and, and build a very strong community. Absolutely. And like we learn from one another. And this is one of the reasons that we're so proactive in our approach about the preventative tools that are available to people, because most people don't know how to take care of their mental health and well-being. So if people start talking about these things more publicly or start like normalizing the concept of not being 100% happy and perfect all the time, then we can start learning from one another and improving as a collective, you know? Yes, 100% for sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Business Thrive, a step-by-step -step business building online course. Thrive Business Thrive takes you from a concept to paying clients in just 16 weeks. If you're tired of doing it alone and trying to piece together your business by watching one YouTube tutorial after another and following multiple experts, it's time to plug into a tried and true plan. Thrive Business Thrive focuses on results, increasing your impact, and moreover, establishing the foundation needed for a thriving business. To learn more about Thrive Business Thrive, your blueprint to create a flourishing business, visit caseyrossi.com slash thrive. That's caseyrossi.com slash thrive. I'm curious about your opinion for those that have been afraid 
to talk about their story, whether Mm -hmm. it is on the spectrum of something as strong and severe as Mm -hmm. what happened to you in your life, or if it's something that is general anxiety or depression or those bad days, right? Like the, there's a big range. What kind of tips do you have for those people that are really feeling that they have to stay in this quote unquote professional space and only share like the butterflies and rainbows of their experiences? Oh my God, you're, you're absolutely hitting on the head of a subject that I'm so passionate about because like one in four of us have a mental illness. Arguably it's more, but currently the World Health Organization has stated that one in four of us have a mental illness. That's the people like me with PTSD and BBD. But the reality is that just like we all have physical health, we all have mental health. And as a result, you know, none of us are going to have a perfect mental health 24-7 every day of their lives. Just like no one has a perfect physical health for their entire life. Like they may not not have a physical illness, but you know, the concept of being like never having the runs or never having a, a dodgy tummy or a headache, like that's just not realistic. So it's the same with your mental health. We all do have the bad days. We all do have the days where you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and something's just out of whack and we just feel a bit flustered or annoyed or tired. Like that's a perfectly normal part of life. And we have been told as a society that we're not allowed to feel like that, that we should just get over it, that we should just go to sleep early tonight or just do something and you'll feel better. Just go for a walk. And while there are tools like going for a walk and going to sleep early that can help, by hiding this negative feeling or worse, avoiding this negative feeling, we're not tackling it. We're not dealing with it. We're letting it fester inside of us. So when people ask me, like, how do I open up about those dark days, whether they're just waking up on the wrong side of the bed or feeling completely overwhelmed. The reality is that opening up and being the first one to talk about it is a really hard thing to do. But the reality is that you have to remember each and every single one of us have those days. We all have the bad days. We all have amazing days. It's a spectrum and it can be such a hard thing to open up about. But the reality is none of us are alone in that, you know? Absolutely, for sure. And I'm so glad we're talking about this subject. I think there needs to be more real conversations on this so yeah. don't feel alone. And we can share tips like this is what's worked for me and, you know, really get creative yeah. and brainstorm. And what can people expect from the Keep Appy? Yeah, so Keep Appy, we describe it as a gym for your mental health. So we realized very early on, Will Ben Sims and myself, my co-founder, Will Ben Sims, and I realized very early on that before we could tackle the issue of mental illness, the one in four people suffering from a mental illness and help them, we needed to normalize the fact that we all do have mental health and we all do need to tackle it. Just like we take care of our physical health by going to the gym or not eating so much fast food or salt or, you know, there's loads of tips that we engage in every day with our physical health to try to take care of ourselves. So we try to create a platform similar to a gym, but for your mental health. And that's where we came up with Keep Appy. So Keep Appy has 10 different features, everything from journaling, goal setting, period tracking, medical pill reminders, everything and above. And at our core, we have this thing called a mood tracker, which tracks the eight vitals that most impact your daily well-being. So what that means is we track the eight vitals. So journaling, or sorry, mood, productive, exercise, 
water, social engagement, all of the kind of things that do have a lasting impact on your well-being. And from there, we help you identify what is an actual trigger for your mental health. So for me, not getting enough sleep is such a huge impact on my mood. But another thing that impacts my mood is my productivity. If I'm not productive, my mood plummets. So it's something that I have to be mindful of that I always need to be achieving little tasks every day. And then based on the mood tracker, we tailor the entire app to each individual. So whether it's having low productivity or having low sleep, the whole point of the app is that you, we give you the tools to help yourself. That is incredible. I love it. I love the <laughs> mindfulness and the, it seems very well thought out and that each part is synergistic to the other. Yeah, that's what we try to do. We just try to make this something, well, really it just came from me wanting it and all the recommendations that we got from clinical professionals and psychologists. It just came together. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, congratulations on making such an amazing product that is, I mean, it's having such an impact on people, really changing lives and saving lives. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do anyway. <laughs> I know you, you talk about being a social entrepreneur, leveraging tech for good. Um, you absolutely are doing that. I have a question, and how do you get social acceptance and market in the space of apps where you mentioned before about meditation and I'm a bit a long time meditator, huge fan. And I've seen also that meditation as a tool has become trendy, right? I mean, it's like, it's almost a little bit like a joke having your kale smoothie and your cool water bottle and you're going to meditate and apps like Headspace are really popularizing and making meditation yeah. more how do you or do you even look at an app like that as a competitor or how do you market your app as being different? Yeah, so we are incredibly innovative in the fact that we do provide more than one feature. So the meditation apps that are out there are amazing. They are such a big inspiration for me. Like, to be honest, I wish I could meditate. I wish I was one of the people who had a positive response to meditation because it has been proven to be so powerful for helping people. So when I look at the, the likes of Headspace or Calm, I'm just so inspired by them that they've created this whole tidal wave of change around the way we approach our well-being. So I actually look up to them more than I see them as competition because, you know, they're just so inspiring. And um, I guess the thing is, though, that, you know, we view ourselves as incredibly different to them because we provide more than just meditation. It is, it's like instead of walking to a gym and only seeing loads and loads of treadmills in front of you, it's going to a gym and seeing a cardio section, a weight section, a pool, a bar. Like it's, it's something that provides something for everyone. And we know that not all our users are going to use every feature on the app. But what we aim to do is make it more accessible to try different features and to try different mechanisms to try help take control of your well-being. Then the other kind of component that makes us unique is our social impact. So yes, you're right. We're a social enterprise. We're part of the Tech for Good movement. So everyone who subscribes to the app, we give a lifetime membership away free of charge to someone who is struggling with their mental health. So when you buy a subscription, you're actually supporting someone out there who's struggling with their mental health. And that's chosen by the helplines we work with. So we work with mental health helplines and organizations across three continents. So in North America, Europe, and Australia. And then we also protect our users' data. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but unfortunately, 60, 60 million women in the US had their data 
their sexual history and period data sold to large tech organizations. Um, just because if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. So we've committed very early on to protecting our users' data. So they're kind of three unique parts. Whoa, that is shocking to hear. And then not so shocking, which is a little bit sad. <laughs> but know. Oh my goodness, it's unbelievable. And I think that, and myself included, I don't sit there and read the fine print in terms and conditions no. when I want an app. It's like, oh, you know, you talked about wanting instant gratification. And I think that so many times we're pulled in by the marketing and then we, we never take the time to look at agreeing to the terms and condition. We just mindlessly click accept so we can get on to what we really want. So I love the fact that you have integrity and give back baked right in to your company and the yeah, fact that you yeah. are protecting data. It's such a valuable point to bring up and it is a very personal and vulnerable space to be in. So in this space, even more so, our data needs to be held as sacred. Exactly. And that's completely what we believe. Like the whole point of this app was to help people and stop them from walking up onto a bridge like I did. So if at any point our users feel like there's anything that we're doing wrong or, or like that would just be the worst thing for me to imagine that we betrayed the trust of our users. Absolutely. So Amy Louise, this is not a small endeavor. This is a big <laughs> endeavor with big, beautiful, like heartfelt wishes, right? Worldwide <laughs> impact. How do you stay balanced? How do you not internalize the responsibility of like the weight of the world on your shoulders? I absolutely do. I am so bad for it. I have such a hero complex where I just help as possible. But I guess I'm incredibly lucky that I found a phenomenal co-founder. So Will Ben Sims, he's actually from the co-founder and he helps me so much every day because he rationalizes things. We play devil's advocate with each other. We constantly challenge and make sure that we're staying grounded, that we're taking care of ourselves while also helping lift each other up to aim for the stars. So it's a really great balance that the two of us has found together. Absolutely. What a blessing. That's amazing. How can mm. people learn more about you and the Keep Appy app? Yeah, so we're pretty much available on all social media platforms with Keep Appy. So it's K-E-E-P-A-P-P-Y. So it's like Keep Happy, but as an app. You can also find us online at www.keepappy.com. Amazing. That's awesome. I would love it if you could leave some bright light wisdom as a final closing for our listeners. Okay. Well, I guess my main wisdom that I always tell people is to spread your word. So just to, no matter what you're thinking of doing, talk about it, tell people. If you're interested in entrepreneurship, tell your idea to others. And even if you face negative feedback, believe in yourself because change is incredible and it's unbelievably possible. You just have to go for it. That's amazing. You are an inspiration. Keep <laughs> your bright light in the world. And I loved that message. Just share your message, have the confidence and keep showing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you so, so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be on your show. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll be in touch. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And 
I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.